we've all been through craziness and i mean as much as i learned from 2020 uh, i'm ready for 2020 to straight go to hell and bring on 2021 <laughs> continuously use the prism of red or blue to justify our actions, our inactions, our natural bias, or our own opinions. Instead of using the premise of right or wrong, we are all screwed. Welcome to the Now or Never podcast, all things entrepreneurship. People would just take life by the horns, kick it square in the ass. My special guest, Cody Guffey, one of my beautiful co-hosts, Mrs. Brittany Rexis. Hey. Anyways, yeah, my- I had to because I, I got to. Anyways, I'm um, excited to see that in person. <laughs> so a lot of you guys have seen Cody on the on the podcast the last two years, as we year and a half as we've been doing it. Um, but a lot has changed uh, since we ended uh, season two and the season three point um, Cody, full fledged entrepreneur, now the newest owner of Rexy's Nutrition West Dodge franchise Rexy store. Killing it. Great killing it. Doing an awesome job since uh, in December, right? First week of December? Mm-hmm. Yep, December 1st. So I just going from, I mean, granted, you had experience in the business before, obviously yeah. working at corporate, but tell me the, like, the biggest changes, like your first couple weeks when you went into your own shop. Um, I would say the first couple weeks, the biggest thing was um, is this cool feeling of knowing like it's you. Yeah. Like that's, it's, it's your, it's your show now. Like mine, mine. Yeah. You mine. always, <laughs> you always like said, it's different when you own it and like no words, no truer words. Like it's, it's so different when you own it. Um, you'll put in a lot of hours, you'll do all these things. It doesn't matter. But then it's learning like vendors and like how to deal with them <clears throat> where I was lucky and we witnessed with other franchisees where I was at corporate working with franchisees. Is vendors have a high tab, high habit of uh, trying to take advantage of people. Oh yeah, big time. They want you to bring in their whole line because they have the greatest pre workout ever made. <laughs> um, in all time. I actually legitimately. So I was used to dealing with that, and I was used to dealing with vendors. All of a sudden, I become a franchisee, and they try pulling their stuff on me. I'm like, I'm still the same person that was at corporate. Like this hasn't changed. So like they're trying to pull that stuff on me, shut them down. I even said this one guy literally hit me with that. Greatest pre-workout ever made. I go, you're roughly the fourth vendor today to tell me that. <laughs> so either you've hit a gold mine or you're also a liar. So he kind of changed his tune real quick after that one. He's like, yeah, you're right. A lot of people do say that. I was like, right. So let's talk formulations. So, you know, you start getting into stuff like that. But it, it really was just – I had the experience coming from corporate. So, like, I had that base. But it was just understanding, like, okay, it's you. So how am I going to make this work? And becoming a business owner is really what it comes like QuickBooks and stuff like that. And as I just had to pay my quarterly sales tax and figuring all that stuff out, how to do things like that. So it's, you learn the, the insides of business mm-hmm. is really what it comes down to. That was the biggest difference. Oh, I mean, that's a, he, you, you called us a couple nights ago dealing yeah. with the quarterly sales tax and I was overthinking it. It, it was. <laughs> and, and, and he's like, your wife drew this out for me. And I'm like, I go, I don't get what she drew out either. <laughs> Here's what I do. And you know, I remember my first, I was like, Oh my God, like what the hell is this? And you're so scared to screw it up. Cause it's mm-hmm. government, yes. you know? Yeah. And there's, and that was exactly and, why I was, I was and, worried. And let's be perfectly honest. The, the people who, I'm sure they're fine people who work at the Department of Revenue. I don't think that they ever were allowed to have puppies or were hugged as children. So they're, they're, you know, <laughs> takes a special breed, man. Takes a special breed. A special breed. And we're usually, we're, and we're obnoxiously nice to them, you know, because I just, I mean, I'm sure they get yelled at a lot, but, you know, um, I'm like, like, who wrote your directions? Like, oh, my, do they hate people? Do they just walk around like, you know, Kicking kittens. I mean, like, what's wrong with these? But you know, it, it is one of those things, and I think it's a lot of. I think her and I we've talked about with all the new stores is like really like okay, we're there. Like we're the we're the ones you can call because mm-hmm. yes, I'm going to make fun of you, but it's going to be an all good fun, and yeah. we're going to get through it, work it through. Versus trying to call somebody an 800 number who's going to be an asshole, yeah. for lack of a better term. And that was always my fear, and I had a really great um, original investor. And a bookkeeper who really just kind of taught me step by step 11 years ago because five years of business school didn't prepare me for shit. I mean, I didn't use 1% of what I got my degree in at all when it came to actually running a business because they don't, it's all theories in business mm-hmm. school. It's, mm-hmm. you know, widget X minus widget Y equals this. I'm like, it's a fuck about widgets. Like, tell me how to make money, yeah. you know? And then once you get to it, and I'm also curious to like your, and you got to talk to me a lot, obviously, through corporate. Like, uh-huh. when I'm always talking, okay, it's, you know, yeah, we want a good product. Yeah. We want something that brings an advantageous position. Mm. I want to make money. 
And it was always funny because it's usually with the younger employees. I didn't get this with you so much, but you know, bring in this brand. It's got this uh, this model or this Instagram influencer is re- recommending it. I go, I don't make shit on that. Like right. I do have to pay you. Mm-hmm. How has that changed for you going from now the purchasing? Uh, it's it's that like understanding. Like I've had you know customers come in, and we I mean, we had it at corporate too. But like you get the customers that come in and they buy off like what they see online and stuff like that. The influencers, which I mean, that's what influencers are there for. So they're doing their job. Yeah. Uh, oh, may you truly bring this in knowing that like, it's not a special formula. It's not anything. It's, it's just solid marketing, which I'll give them that. But like, I'm not going to bring that in when it comes to margins. You just start to understand margins anymore. I was lucky because you taught me on that inside look at margins, stuff like that. So I always knew these things. So even like dealing with employees when I was a corporate, I would have to shut <clears throat> before they're even able to make it to you. I would have to shut them down because I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't work because, you know, this margin, which leads to this, which doesn't make any sense. That being said, there's certain products that you bring in that you have to understand that it's going to get them in the door. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I have a few like vitamins in my store that, I mean, they're top of the line and the margins aren't the greatest in the world, but I know they're going to draw a niche market. Yeah. So I'm willing to make that sacrifice there knowing that that's going to get this group in. But you gotta like limit how many things you can do that because if I do that across the board, well, then why do I have a store? Because I'm not gonna make anything. Well, <laughs> like, that's, that's we're just gonna spin my wheels. And you gotta do, it, especially in the beginning, mm-hmm. in a newer location. Mm-hmm. You're, it's, I mean, because yeah, we've been in the metro for a while, but it's a new location, it's a new mm-hmm. area, you know. And you still have there's a lot of people who just wouldn't take the jaunt, you know, down two miles to see the other shop. They want to stay in their neighborhood. And I said this for years. I carried things like C4 in my store hoping that it would sit there long enough it would expire because I talked people out of buying the shit. <laughs> but if I didn't have it, I was only talking smack because I didn't have it. And so I did that for the first, <clears throat> I'll say six or seven years. I carried things like gold standard whey protein. Yes, it's dog shit. ISO 100. <laughs> yes, it's dog shit. C4. My mom is 70 years old, 65 years old. Sorry, mom. Ooh, she sure. takes it before jazzercise. Yeah, boys, you're not getting brotastic on the C4. Seriously. Mm-hmm. But I had to have it to make a comparative analysis, look at the ingredient panel and say, here's why we do it. And literally, it was four orders in a row over three years where we threw away 75% of the C4 we bought. And Shane, of course, being Shane, being like, we're wasting money here. I said, I know, but all the people I've got off that Walmart garbage into something worth a shit, it's worth it. It's I mean, no different than if I put that money into advertising and just threw it away. Yeah. Mm. I got the chance to do it in person. This so. is understanding the big picture. Like, for instance, when I when I opened it, my biggest thing was, and it was a huge, and it's still to this this moment, like, I mean, is the most important thing to me is like, yes, am I Rexy's Nutrition? Yes, am I Cody from corporate? But I needed to separate myself, mm-hmm. which is why I was very like, I had to clear out the stuff that was already there that I didn't want. Yeah. It was fine. Um, get through that. And then it was bringing in my things, stuff that made me individual, stuff that yeah. like made me different, change the logo. We changed stuff like that. Like when I bought it, we made the discussion, we need to change the name. I had, um, to, change had to change the name. I had a, it needed to be different. Yeah. So, and now it's always been my biggest thing is like, it needs, Yes, we're Rexius. Yes, we like work together. You can work off of each other, especially being in Omaha Metro. But it still needs to be me. It has to have my vibe to it. It has to have my touch on it. Things I look for, things that I like, as opposed to just like, oh, here's this cool caffeine bomb pre-workout. There's a lot of people like, oh, hey, I really like this one. And then I explain to them why I don't carry it anymore. And they're like, oh, well, that makes sense. So it's still just educating people and stuff like that, but still making it my own yeah. so i had to especially being this close to corporate and being from corporate oh, yeah. i really had to draw that line and really make it that way yeah, and, and honestly i had not that, like a negative man I, I had that with the franchise attorneys this last year as we're doing our update and every year we have to do this for any of you guys out there ever interested in being a franchisor don't um <laughs> I, like i love it but it is an expensive ass process and the fees only continuously increasing this year's update cost me like $15,000 just to update my books. And if you want to stay, you have to do it every year, whether you sell new franchises or not. It's a very expensive undertaking. That's just the maintenance. Plus the state of California needed a $700 check. The state of Minnesota needed a $500 check. South Dakota, $400. Like it's just all these things. But anyways, I digress. And they said, well, you know, people are certain to change the logo. Does that bother you? No. I said, it used to, I kind of had a thing with it in the bag. I said, as long as the, the logo on the outside of the store is the same, mm-hmm. so people 
know what they're walking into, we're good. I said, it's just like, like I grew up Catholic, right? And there was always their claim to fame that mass was mass. Whether you're in, you know, Norfolk, Nebraska, or freaking Bolivia, you may not understand the language, but you know the whole thing that's going on because it's the same everywhere, right? Yeah. And I always thought that was kind of funny. And and I'm like, okay, at least this way, they're going to walk into a different atmosphere. They're going to walk into a different, but, you know, the core values are the same. Yeah. And the name is so different. Rexius, it's not like general nutrition, complete nutrition, total nutrition. I mean, my God, guys, come on, have some imagination. Um, it's Rexius, which, you know, if you can spell it, we're good. And um, that the name has the brand. So, you know, whether the logo changes or not, then I told them, like, no. I mean, because a lot of brands have, you can't do that. And I, I never put that anywhere in there at all. I only trademarked the name. I mean, mm-hmm. that was the whole thing. And next thing you know, it's somebody's using the Rexus name to, to sell. So just for your information, not that you care, but my GPS says Rexius. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> my Apple GPS, it'll say Rexius or Rexius. As long as I spell it right, I'm good. I've had people come <laughs> See, in. That's, that's, that's the French store. I was really surprised when I heard that. I was like, I'm not going to Rexius or Rexius. <laughs> I'm like, what is it? It's the knockoff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but you know, that, that's the thing. It, it, um, I think at this point, um, I mean, we have, we have more hashtags on Instagram under Rexius Army than Rexius Nutrition. Which is cool. I and mean, for you guys who don't follow, look at Rexy's Army hashtag on Instagram, and it's twenty some thousand deep. And started by one of my part time employees like nine years ago because <laughs> he was pissed at another store here locally that was doing something. I was like, I don't give a shit. I don't really pay attention to hashtags. I'm old, but it's kind of cool that way, you know. And it's 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 given the brand more legitimacy because just based on the name. And so when we're opening in Hot Springs, Arkansas next week. You know, it's already got a thing because the social media it makes it fantastic. It's already got a huge following. Um, and Council Bluff, same thing. And, I, and they were asking us because they're close enough to the metro and they open in two weeks. And and they're like, how do we differentiate? I go, it's you guys, your personality. Make it about you. You're an intangible asset of the business. This is not a business you can just throw some moron behind the counter. That's why GNC's bankrupt. That's why Complete Nutrition's bankrupt. That's why all these other chains are shut down. We're about the individual person, their uniqueness, what they bring in. You know, it's and that's um, exactly it. It's like with my store. It's you know, yeah. Do I carry good products and everything and like you know stuff that corporate does and obviously stuff that I brought in myself. But it's it's me. They know it's me. They trust me. Like yeah. I'll have people that come out like when I leave here. Technically, I have today off, but I got to go in there because one of my friends was going and they want they only want me. So it's that trust that, you know, things of that nature, like it's it, you are the intangible part. Mm-hmm. Like it's it doesn't you could have the greatest products in the world. But like if you can't convey that, you can't do anything because you understand most people in nutrition, they understand like nutrition is important. Pre-workouts are cool. Like all these things like they get that part, but they don't understand why, yeah. what it's doing, what differentiates these, why you should take this one and not this one. Why you should time it this time. Like that's where you come in. That's where your personality comes in and that's where your vibe comes in. So it's, you got to make it your own. It's cool to have that umbrella from like Rexius and like people know the name, they know the brand you've built a brand. So mm-hmm. people know this stuff, but like it's gotta be you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise well, yeah, you're just another, <clears throat> that's been my thing is like, I want to differentiate the, that I'm not corporate. It's got to be me. So yeah. it's, you just have to double down on stuff like that. So people understand like you are that intangible part. Yeah. I mean, I think as the company moves forward over the next couple of years, it's going to, we're going to be significant. I mean, we really are significantly more franchises than corporate owned stores with the move we've made the last like two or three years. And I think in the next two or three, it's going to only increase honestly, because I have zero intentions of opening another corporate store ever. I just don't like for us, we had 90 some like 96, 98 W2s last year between Rexius and Iron Heaven gyms. And, and they all assumed that Brittany was really concerned about their personal social schedule. <laughs> She's fucking not. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a nightmare. I mean, you can touch on that more than I can, but I was just going to ask how now that you have employees through as a business owner, how that has changed. I, <laughs> it's now I understand the because obviously when you start a business or at least this is what you should do some people don't do this but like enjoy being married to it yes. you're going to be there a lot so yeah. that's why when it becomes like marriages are significant other that's why you know you have your adage like behind every great man there's a good woman or you know whatever whatever adage there is um 
was blessed because my wife, like, she, she gets upset because I'm gone a lot, but, like, she understands, like, so you're tethered to it. But what I was trying to get to was, like, I remember how you used to always be like, well, I want to get these people hours and stuff like that. There's a compassion level. Mm-hmm. Like, I do the same thing. Like, I could easily work, but, like, <clears throat> I got lucky. I have this kid from Gretna. Um, name's Mark. He's awesome. He's a high school. He's a senior in high school. Like, sometimes the younger generation doesn't have a severe work ethic, or at least one that matches ours. Ninety-eight <laughs> percent. Yeah. Um, but somehow <laughs> I pluck the one that does. Um, he works hard. He's asked questions all the time. Like anytime a shift needs covered, like he's about it. Like he he messaged he, me he, before I even ask anything. He's us at that age. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. it's because um, he even told me like he told me when he was on spring break. Hey, so you need me during the day? Like I was gonna ask him what college he was gonna go to. Like. Fingers crossed, you and oh. So, but he actually told me before, he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna go to Lincoln. Um, but I was wondering if I could, you know, on breaks and stuff like that, still work here. I was like, Absolutely. Yeah. I was like, Dude, honestly, I was hoping you're staying in Omaha. And he was like, Well, I was gonna go to Creighton, but I got a full ride at, at Lincoln. And I was like, I get it, but <laughs> so, but no, I, I got lucky with that regard. So, like, I'm lucky there. And then, of course, me and Merritt are best friends, so she covers some stuff too, and which is really good because she understands how I work, so I can trust everything in her hands. Yeah, I've been lucky staff-wise um, with the people that I have, and it's very minimal. I like it minimal. Yeah. So that's where I have no desire to have a giant staff and watch what you deal with, because <laughs> um, I know the headache it could have. Oh yeah. Um, I've started doing my schedules. I try to get it done like a month out. Yeah. But I'm only dealing with like two or three people. Yeah. So it's not super horrible it, but I just don't want that juggling act it's either. the tough thing because we have empathy and mm. we have compassion for people and we understand and there's quite a few times over the last couple of years where I had to step in and, and we were getting taken advantage of of course and that big and I believe everyone's story until you don't I mean you have my trust inherently when mm-hmm. I first meet you it's your job to keep it and that's same with respect and people are like hey hey we can't give this girl hours because my buddy here uh, needs that check Okay, my job, and I finally stepped in. I'm like, and this girl was doing a phenomenal job, right? And they, they, but she wasn't in the inner circle. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like, you know, and we had to step in. I go, my job is not to guarantee you a check. My job is to run a successful business as profitably and successfully as possible, reaching the most amount of customers and retaining the most amount of customer retention by building the brand. So I pay you as a reward for a job well done. I do not pay you so you can make the car payment for the car you couldn't afford that you bought. Mm. That is a you problem. And I, it really has, and I'm trying to make sure it doesn't ruin my empathy, it doesn't ruin my compassion. But after so many years, it's hard not to kind of at least change your view. Now, it's kept me fresh, but it also, at the same point, because of employees, it's made made me a better dad, yeah. a better parent. Because yeah. my kids are like, well, I want this. Go fucking earn it. I think because I've been dad to so many employees for so many years that by the time my kids are growing up now they're like this isn't fair i'm like yeah i know <laughs> you think you're gonna talk me into some shit but there's mm-hmm. a single thing you're gonna run past me that hasn't been ran past us about a hundred times mm-hmm. you know and that's that's why we, we we sold norfolk um which actually was the easiest run store ever i had the same staff for like I was five say, years norfolk was simple easy. but i had such an awesome manager that i mean in watching josh do what he's done the last year and a half in norfolk has been phenomenal to witness honestly and I'm just glad that you gave it to a local guy. And, and honestly, it's, it's a long two-hour drive, and I didn't want to go there as often. Um, you know, and then we sold Carney to Ashley in November, a month before you started. And yeah. she has just, just destroyed every record we have. Mm-hmm. And her and I actually have, and Josh has popped in too, like her and I actually have um, a pretty good, like, relationship too just because she asked me questions about products I brought in. I asked her the same thing. We figure stuff out because, I mean, we're both still figuring it out. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of it's figuring out. And I think that's probably the one, if I can, maybe it was just my perception. I don't know if other people have this perception. Like, you always see these business owners and you see these entrepreneurs. You see all this stuff. You're like, wow. I like to associate it as when you grew up, thought your parents had together they knew everything yeah Mm -hmm. then you grow up then you got then you get to your 30s and stuff and you realize like oh no (laughs) they were just figuring it out too it's just i'm just still here to breathe so it's (laughs) um so like that is being a business owner you see all these people are like oh man they have such a business mind and like of course it's to a level you do yeah like wow they're you just think they're this like superior being but then you you realize like no it's it's just a lot of figuring it out and then as you figure it out then you just kind of go from there so I had the drive, but now it's just learning how to be a business owner. So now then you like use your network and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. Ashley and I bounce stuff off each other. If I need any help, I ask you like, yeah. how should I handle this? So 
It's kind of nice. Yeah. Well, no, and, that, and that's the thing. And that's, I had that with another uh, set of franchisees, and, and they just kept trying to find a gimmick, yeah. an easy way, a marketing thing that existed that doesn't exist. If I told them, like, I, I finally had to sit down. This happened with a couple of franchisees. I'm like, holy shit. Like, I'm your business partner. I'm here to make sure you make money. I don't get paid if you don't get paid. Mm. That's why opening a Rexy's franchise is so damn cheap. It's because that, that's my commitment to saying, hey, I'm literally not going to make jack shit. Mm. You're going to ruin my reputation if you go under. And I'm not going to sell more franchises if that happens. So this is how risky it is. This is why a lot of franchise, franchises charge $200,000, $400,000. And ours is like forty five k, and you're open the door. That's everything, you know? Mm. Um, and and I'm like, I go, my name's on the door. It's not an ego thing. Just fucking listen. Yeah. There's no such thing as a free check. There's no such thing as passive income, as an idea that needs to get deleted out of our vocabulary in the United States of America. Doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Does not fucking exist unless you are a trust fund baby. I don't know any, so I'm assuming maybe they, they have some passive income, but I don't. And it's, I'm like, just, it's, it's, it's relationships. Hmm? I don't want you to be me. I want you to be you. And one of them is like, I can't talk like you do on the videos and stuff. I said, fucking don't. I mean, you don't have to. So do you. I mean, people like you, right? Well, yeah. Your friends like you? Yeah. Okay. To be you, mm. just multiply it. I mean, it, it always comes out. It's not rocket science. You know, everyone's got their own personality, their own thing. And you're trying to find an easy way around shit. No. And you can find the guys who, the, the franchisees who do successful relationship building. It's the only thing that's worth its weight in gold. Yeah. Is relationship building. That's it. It's not rocket science. Take the time to get to know people. Be a fiduciary of nutrition. Care more about their long-term health and success and goals than your short-term profit, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Exactly. You know? That's why I love – and it, it makes it really easy, like, just even, like, Rexy's, like, philosophy at the core is always – it was never about ticket price. It was never about ticket sales. I still talk people out of a lot of things, actually, like – yeah, the business owner is like, oh, I could easily make this money, but like, no, I want them long term. I want them to trust me. Like, and you want their they're, they're, they're not a they're not a dollar sign to me. I mean, yeah, you got to run a business, but the same token, like these are people. Yeah, they are. yeah, and like I want them to feel good. Like I remember those feelings when you left Complete Nutrition, when you're like. Oh my god! I just spent three hundred dollars, <laughs> and I don't even know like what just happened. Like, I came in here, I, w- I wanted a protein, and now I'm like three hundred dollars less. But I think I, I think I made friends with Kyle, the super bro in there, because apparently he likes everything that I do. What are the odds of that, huh? Uh, but I don't want everybody, anybody to ever have that feeling. I don't want that to ever be a case. Like, I will tell you exactly like what I think you like. I'll give you my honest opinion. Yeah. And I've brought in lower stimulant pre workouts because I think the market is overstimulated. Mm-hmm. I agree. And people need to stop. And I'm in an area where there's a lot of high schools right by me. Yeah. So I deal with like high school kids all the time and I have to explain them like, and I get it. I was roped into the muscle and fitness and stuff like that. Like I owned almost every muscle tech, every BSN product, because especially when BSN signed triple H game over. Uh, (laughs) Well, it's working for him. It's got to work for me. Right. Absolutely. Um, As I'm wolfing down McDonald's on the side too. Um, But so I feel I have a responsibility to these high school kids to bring in alternatives of what's going to be good for them long term. Yeah. Because let's call a spade a spade. Kids make stupid decisions mm-hmm. and they're easily influenced. Um, well, so that's my I, responsibility as far as I'm concerned to not sell you this 500 milli- milligram ca- caffeine pre-workout. Yeah. How about this one? Because there's mental focus agents in there. You don't need a caffeine bomb. Like k- k- Kids are stupid. Yeah, I know. It's a crazy promise. Two, two words. Tide pods. All right, yeah. continue. <laughs> so it's, and I, I truly feel I have this responsibility to yeah. steer them that way. Cause like everybody, I, I remember being in their shoes. I was the yeah. same way. Um, Oh, I would have taken any, anything possible anything. I thought was going to get me there. Yes. I mean, and I, in, in hindsight, I mean, this ages me. There was internet, but it was dial-up. It was yeah. AOL. It took 20 years to open up one page. Yeah, that's the sound. And then somebody, and always, so, somebody always called and kicked you off. And so, yeah. So I'm like, God damn it, Grandma. Anyways, you know, um, you know, they got these Andrew things. This is back in like the 90s, right? And I'm like trying to look up side effects. And I was taking too long. Fuck it. Work for Mark McGuire. Let's go. And it, it did. Like, I, I did. And looking back now, I'm like, I don't know how I'm still here. Oh, I'm the same way. I took uh, so much dumb shit. Um, I, and I'll say right now, like, in high school, because, I mean, Complete was known for their pro hormones. Mm-hmm. Complete was rocking pro hormones. They were, like, molecules from, like, full-blown gear. Oh, yeah. I remember 17 Pharaoh was the strongest one out there. Five decades Yeah, you had this super crazy commercial. And then 
my favorite. If you gain more than twenty-seven pounds in one week, please see your doctor. Can you adjust every your dude dose? Out, and every dude out there was like twenty-seven pounds in a week. Yeah, I ain't telling nobody if that happens. No. <laughs> like it was brilliant marketing. I will not adjust that dosage. No. Um, but anyway, you know so, better than twenty-seven. And then you're broke. So you go in, you buy this, and like you absolutely need a liver support. But I'm broke. Eh, bro, Kyle is. You don't care. He's like, oh no, you'll be fine. Drink extra water. Yeah, drink, yeah. Like it's like now, hindsight, looking back on these things, you're just like, holy crap. Oh, so think, think about just what I waged did. war on so my liver. Think, think about it when I started Rexius, 2010. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's their heyday here. They are spending sixty to eighty thousand dollars a month in the metro market area on radio ads. Three hundred dollar, four hundred dollar, five hundred dollar weight loss systems, two hundred dollar pro hormones, and so I opened you know, my little shop, and he goes, "You're nuts." I go, "Oh no." Like, it was just, I will say this, this is one of those I had long sight. I was like, it's a failed model. They're already going down because they're spending more on radio ads than they were before. They're already making all this money. Why would they need to do that? And my thought was this. It was built on a hollow base. My little brother went and bought, he was in high school and they got the ads, right? And so they go to the, they go to the complete, my mom, and I wasn't in the industry at the time. I was in my break and they dropped like $90 on a Cree alcohol and pill bottle, 200 bucks on a weight gainer powder. Of course, my dad pops in and starts to bitch. He goes, I remember it was being expensive. We were at GNC. I'm like, because you got sold a bunch of bullshit. No, I told him they can't ever go there again. I'm like, I go, listen, I got a guy. And I had a guy. I said, I am, I'm shipping to your house. Crackling was 25 bucks. Weight gainer was $45. Small shop dude I knew from back in the day. Sent it to him. So I was paying for it, you know. And mm-hmm. I just, I got, it's my little brother. It's my baby brother's in high school. And I'm doing the same thing with my nephew he, right now. Exactly, so right? <laughs> and all of a sudden, I, I, I heard this from like a couple people. But like, hey, man, like you, you were in this business because I was fully entrenched in this business in college. Like this is what I was going to do. This was my business plan. Just didn't have any fucking money. Shocker. I mean, like $8 to my name. Um and so people kept calling me. This is what's happening. So I'm like, I should start wholesaling some of this shit. And so I knew guys who worked for B, for BSN and Optimum and a few and Diamond Ties at the time because I knew them from the industry. And I was like, okay, I started. So I started wholesaling crap. I'm just just a buddies, you know, because I was making all that side money in college, delivering to Wayne State College, five bucks a delivery, it's making a killing, <laughs> you know. Um, people spending all their uh, um, their extra tuition checks, For refund checks. Yeah, I'm like, give you a real good deal. Anyways. Um, and, and then that, that's where, like, in 2010, when I decided to open it, was I was like, there's a failed model here. They were all base. And this is the problem. So I know a lot of guys in the sub-ministry watch this podcast because it's obviously our main business. And if you're doing the same thing, and I'm seeing it happen in one of our other markets, we compete up north of here about an hour and a half, for those of you who want to pull out a map, where it's their brand, it's constant radio ads, it's expensive, it's overpriced, and it will fall through. Mm-hmm. And not only are you going to lose those customers from buying that product because it's too expensive, you're going to piss them off because you alienated them for price based on marketing. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. And that's where we come in and sweep on up. Because guess Nobody what? wants to feel had. My, that's exactly what you're what's uh, exactly yeah. what they're doing. Uh, the people feel had and they'll never go in there again mm. because you've now pissed them off. And, it, and it, the fact that that store mine up there had a 75% increase January, February and 137% increase in March. Guys, and I said it when I got that store three years ago. I was like, watch it. Click. And it does. It just clicks. And when people are like, okay, that's enough. And now they won't go anywhere near it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't have fucking ESP. I just already did it once. I watched it between 2010 and 2015 as the demise of Complete happened. No. And it wasn't their staff. It wasn't anything like that. It was just, the, the, it was just their business structure. Yeah. Just what, It was based on money today, worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. It wasn't built, that, for, it wasn't that, built for long-term And success. there's nothing wrong with that kind of thought press with certain things in life about, you know, when it comes to anxiety or stuff like that. But mm-hmm. with business, no. Like, what happens in 20 years? What happens in 10 years? The amount of franchisees that went belly up, that's holding the buck, paying off a loan for the next 10, 15 years, bankrupting families. I couldn't sleep at night if I did that shit. That's, that's just me. Yeah, that's, that's, that was probably the thing about watching all that happen, just knowing that how many, yeah, people, how many, people, how we, many people they just We used to train screwed. with, how many people we used to train with that we saw at the gym. Yeah. One of our good friends, Eric, um, and his wife, and they, they gave him the spiel hard. And I, I pulled him aside, and I already started Rexius. I wasn't franchising yet. And it was like 2012, I pulled him aside, and I go, I'm telling you right now. He goes, I know they're coming. I go, it's not that, dude. Like, I got mad love for you and your family and your daughters. Do not do this. Mm-hmm. Trust me, that thing goes belly up in three. 
And I remember him, we pull us aside and uh, in a drink or whatever. He goes, you saved my family like $200,000. I go, I saved your family closer to three hundred actually, but that's fine. Remember me at Christmas? Because <laughs> it did. They all went belly up. The same stores he was buying, shut down. After somebody else lost 200 grand. We know a friend of ours who did 400 grand in three months in Florida and had to just pull the plug in the lawsuits. And I just didn't want anything to do Inflated with that. Inflated numbers shit. and faulty business practices. It just, I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just based on a false model. Like it was, it, It's a constant new customer basis. And I just think that, yes, they make more money up front. They absolutely did. You bet your ass. There was ones making million dollars in a year. It's great. And five years later, they were closing their doors, paying out leases, trying to pay off landlords and vendors. Mine's a slower game. Absolutely. Yep. Franchisees now, compared to ones I had like certain eight years ago, I mean, first months are double, triple sometimes what we used to do. And that's just based on the, the brand building. But, you know, that it's, it's fun for me watching what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I know what the process brings because I've done this for so long. And the way you're doing it, and you're doing it correct. You become an integral part of the community. You have roots set down. Mm. I mean, and... Other than the, like, you have like one of the most likable wives on the planet. Yeah, that, that, that really helps. It does. I mean, and <laughs> college and college. Any, any. So. College <laughs> She's the best salesperson Speaking ever. Speaking of which, they, 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 sent, they, they, sent me, they sent me some samples. Uh, and she goes, did they send you college and college? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she's still embracing it. So. Um, all right. I have to tell the story. That's, so we're in Las Vegas. I blame Chad. This is probably um, my we're, we had the Boozy Olympiads Friday night, first day success. We're going to go out and get some drinks. Mm. Something happened that pissed me off. I can't remember what it was. I think a former employee it made some employee. schneid comment yes. on social media. And Cody, Cody and Chad are like, just go get a drink. And we're on Fremont Street. So anyone who's been to um, Fremont Street in Vegas knows what, I, what they know. It's my favorite it's place. It's my favorite are. place. And they go, just walk up there. I'm like, just give me a Red Bull vodka. The guy proceeds to pour a glass the size of Cody's mm -hmm. cup, 32 ounces, saw vodka, puts like a half a can of Red Bull. He goes, you want the extra? I just love the shot pour, like he was measuring it out, but the shot pour was continuously go, tilted go, 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 go. at all times, so it's just running in and back out into your cup. And I go, how much? He's like, 19 bucks. I go, yeah. come, here, come over here, yeah, get a I, drink. I, you I, know? Walk, I walked over and they had my, my favorite crown peach. I was like, oh, it's going to be a night. And then, so then Chad, <laughs> proceeds to, uh, Chad proceeds to teach us how to play blackjack in Vegas. And Chad is the most excitable person when it comes to card playing games that I have ever seen. Because Chad's loud. Chad's excited. Next thing, I don't know what I'm doing right now, but I'm putting $25 down. And it was nice in Fremont Street because it's a way lower blind. Cody goes, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And... And I know I'm trying to get to 21. That's roughly about my extent of it. <laughs> Chad's getting excited. Next thing you know, Chad goes, holy shit, it's 430. Mm -hmm. As an AM, we have to meet John Meadows and his business partners at 7 a.m. in a hotel outside the Olympia. And a lot of you guys have seen John Meadows on the podcast. John Meadows is one of the guys I respect most in this world. Great man. Great genuine. Family man. Genuine. genuine yes. Just genuine yes. good person. And I don't think John drinks. I don't know. I'm assuming. And I was just one of those where I feel like, you know, I'm like, he oh, probably shit. has a glass of red wine every like third day. Maybe. Maybe. Just to dry him out a little more. Just to dry him out see a few extra veins. And yeah. John is probably... It's got to be something around bodybuilding, yeah. but it's the greatest guy. And I kind of feel like I'm like, you know, like he's my freaking hero, you know, cause he's like nine years older than me and looks 10 times better than I do. So anyways, we go to meet him at the, so the next, like we go home, I take two, we go to the hotel, take two showers quick. We're going. So it's the, it's us three and your wife mm -hmm. roll in. I realize Callie is still drunk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've hit hangover stage. Let's just say my wife is the party. And so times. we're getting food. Always. They sit down and they go, you guys want to drink? I'm like coffee. Brittany's like coffee. Cody's like coffee. Callie goes, I'll take a bloody, make it a double. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit. No. Yeah. No, she's no buzz. And the business partner goes, oh, it's that kind of party. Screwdrivers, let's go. I'm yeah, like, so she's straight just icebreaker. Yes. Icebreakers. We're trying to be meeting. super professional. And she just, she is who she ice. is. Yep. Uh, and unapologetically she, Unapologetically her. her. Awesome. And, and it turned into this whole thing. And then, you know, and that's where collagen, collagen came from. Yeah. I, so she, uh, I'm still, I'm still waiting to hear how this is my fault. Because you kept us out tonight. You, you should be think. You should be thanking me. Yeah. <laughs> See, right? I can't say anything against that. That's Pretty true. sure I'm still hungover from that trip. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. So basically, the his business partner asks us, and like, my wife's not in the supplement industry. Like, no. she's just might as well be a hospitality. She's actually a real estate agent, but like, she might as well be the hospitality part. Like, she's yeah. just mm -hmm. the fun. Like, everybody feels good around her. Like everything. Um, <clears throat> she doesn't understand supplements and it's fine. Uh, 
one of the business partners like is there any products you guys would like to see she's super basic so he immediately goes to collagen and uh she goes you need to make a collagen product and he's like oh like like the protein or whatever she goes no collagen collagen <laughs> <laughs> and i just sit there and i'm like oh sweetie and so when we yeah. walk we, we walk, walk out i look at her i go hey hon collagen is a protein and then uh, she goes well how would i know that <laughs> I was like, right, and this is the greatest story forever. So yeah, I have told this story at least oh, yeah, hundred numerous times. That's why, like, I would crack Every up when I opened the granite stuff for the the samples they sent me, and she didn't even skip a beat. She's like, "Is there collagen, collagen in there?" This is the funniest thing because yeah. we go to Vegas a lot, you know, her and I do, and we're, we're saying like, like. That has to be repeated. Yes. Mm-hmm. You and your wife, Chad, us, let's go. Bring Kelly. And, and Definitely. Yeah, we're, we're playing blackjack. I'm getting my $19. Dude, two, I can live two on Gallon Street. Street. That was my favorite. That was oh, my, my Now God. there's a, this is a super nice, nice hotel, hotel Circa. Circa. Yeah. It's huge. Biggest sports bet I've ever seen. They say June 1st. Uh, like, as of today or yesterday, they announced June 1st. Everything is fully open. Trust fully me, open. it's oh, already it's, open. It was pretty open. It was open in there. March. There was, there was no hardly oh, any restrictions. I can promise you, we're not getting a Long Island from the robot. Bar. <laughs> that is the worst well, shit ever. I mean, side note, not business. If you go to the robot bar, do not order their $25 Long Island iced tea because it's horrible. I mean, at least but, it's but, called robot bar, guys. But, I mean, I mean, but then Guffy goes, This is terrible. It's pure alcohol. He goes, But we paid 25 bucks, so we're going to have dollars. He goes, We're having going 25. We're Did going, a robot make it? Yes. these on these. Yeah. <laughs> so you and I kept taking it. Your turn. Actually, mean, let's clarify. My wife ordered it. She thought it was terrible, then took my drink, and somehow I wound up with it. Yes. That seems more. There exactly, are some things. Exactly what <laughs> there are some things robots should not do: drive cars, fly planes, and make cocktails. Yes, <laughs> cocktails especially. Because none of the drinks were good. No, it's just overpriced. But let me watch a robot arm make it. Robot just made this. Like. Like just yeah, I I could have just hopped back there and and, and and moved ET out of the way and just done my thing. So, but anyways, so back to the point. I yeah. mean, so I'm excited because I know in one year from now you're minimally going to be increased by 50 percent in in gross sales in what you are right now i've watched this happen for so many years people who are doing it right setting the right foundation especially in this business i just we've done i've done it for so long and and i never hate telling people that i tell like you're gonna have big leaps at six and 12 and 18 months and i've been in sales in other industries it's true there as well when I was in full commission sales on the road, I said there are leaps at six, 12, and 18 months. There's another one at three years where you really get the recognition as the professional in whatever you're doing. And that's mm-hmm. that three year mark. And I never want to tell people, like, hey, it's going to be this much or that much because I don't want them just sitting around waiting, counting the money kind of thing. But it's, mm. it's almost verbatim every time. And it's fun to watch. And it's and watching guys that have been doing these sales, watching Josh break the store record. He beat Shane and I. We ever did, which kind of bruises my ego a little bit. Not gonna lie, <laughs> Ashley broke the store record in Carney the month after she bought it. After having managed it, kind of felt like she was low playing us, so she could get the store cheaper, which is bullshit, and also fantastic. And and just watching that kind of stuff is so much fun for me. And that's why, we, like we said, we're we're eventually gonna sell Sioux City. We might even sell Bellevue at some point in time, and just focus on our main three corporate because there are so many franchises opening and. I want to make sure that when they have a question on sales taxes mm-hmm. or what is collagen, I'm available for that phone call. You know, and I want to make sure that we're all hands on deck, that we're able to be at every single major event they have, every showing they got, because then it's it's name on the door kind of thing, and it's it's yeah. fun and, and it's it's a major switch because like five years ago, I think it was 2017, 2016, mm-hmm. I was like, we need more corporate stores, we need to build a bigger base. And this is a this is one of those learning lessons. I'm like, you know, I was just kind of looking at complete did it and watching them fall down and watching what GNC was doing. And I was like, this is what we need to do. And I had to sit there like a year or two years later and kind of slowly readjust the plan. And if I looked at her, I go, I was dead wrong. Yeah. I screwed up. I done screwed up. I and I'm always one to write a check that my body can't cash, you know, get the warehouse, got this, got the staff in place, and then boom, nothing. And so I had to pay the piper. I mean, I, it cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars um, and to be in the right position. I'm like, okay, like I, I, my, my ego, my bravado, my ambition put me in. And it was a, learn, a lesson learned. It was a very expensive lesson learned. But, you know, where I was, where I'm like, you know what? I think that watching the owner op, like I never would have sold Norfolk. That was the second store I ever opened. Like never, never going to happen. I need to own Carney. I need to own Sioux City. I need to own Austin. I'm like, no. But one 
gentle pushings from my wife of annoyance was was helpful um but you know just watching it and it's been so much fun to watch because we even looked at when the whole elkhorn west dodge situation do we take this over or not and i remember he's at my house the next day what if i buy it was it was one hour after it all happened because i was in charge of our social media so i got everything first screenshot and sent it over to you. I was like, hey, we have a fun night in front of us. Yeah. Uh, so, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, it was probably within an hour. That's when I shot you that text. And you're like, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. So, then, then yeah, the next day, that's when we I started mean, hashing it, out and figure out what's what. Anybody that remembers a situation, I won't bring it up. Like, just so people know, that decision of what was wrong was immediate. Mm. There wasn't a, oh, how do we get out of this? How do we not? There's right and wrong. My, my moral compass is very solid. Mm-hmm. It's not in question and it's not negotiable. People are like, there could have been handled differently. There should have been more time. No, there's not. Mm-hmm. My moral compass is extremely strong. And people that felt that way, I mean. And I still get comments. Um, I, still, I still people keep, come at me all the time. I don't give a shit. Trust me, I'm responsible to only a few things. My faith in God, my wife, my kids, and businesses come after that. But that's that's next. And so the fact is that, you know, with in that order, like I I care what my, my savior thinks, I care what my wife thinks, I care what my business partners and my children think. I said, but other than that, no, I'm gonna do me. It circles back to you. I mean, like we said with the being the intangible force, I mean it's still, it's still the same premise, like it's still you. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it still has to be your call, so it has to be your like so for like other people that jump in, I just think society in general, everybody always has an opinion of something and it's usually coming from people who have never been in these situations. I agree. Which it's easy to armchair quarterback. You have nothing on the line. Like it's easy to tell somebody like what I mean, I can sit there and yell at the NFL quarterback who's you know, wow, he's terrible. Oh no, no. I can barely throw a football no, in my no. backyard, but I'm telling this dude he's terrible. Like, Nebraska you know, football. Yeah. Every year. Every I don't know year. why they don't just run the fucking option. Like, that's the <laughs> just like, run the option. Where for Tommy Brakes back was in ninety three, I was there. Like being here and like <laughs> being a so Husker good. fan and stuff like that, I was not aware that there was so many coaches. Division one level coaches just hanging out. <laughs> at, at, just at, in at, one at, state. At, it's nuts. If you go to any They're sports everywhere. bar on a Saturday, there are thirty well qualified division. One coach and they'll let you know. There. Oh, they do. Yeah, like um, some of them are still rocking their letter jacket from yeah. seventy. We should just run the option. Um, <laughs> oh, hey, by the way, defensive ends nowadays—they're about six six, and they run a four four forty. Have fun running the option. Yeah, like, good luck with that. Yeah, it's not how that works. But, yeah, you know, no, but you know, I and so I. Me being me, when I'm at a sports bar, we do something. I'm like, I'll just, <laughs> I just bring it up. I'm like, don't you think you should run the option? Yeah, I've been saying that shit all day. You should tell your buddy about it. And then I'll yeah. walk away. <laughs> and it's fun to just watch the shit storm consume. It's fantastic. And you get the one guy, option was stupid. I'm like, West Coast o- o- offense, right? Four receivers. That's what I'm saying. Tell your buddy over there. And I'll walk away. <laughs> it's so much fun. It's like watching Jerry Springer live. Um, you know, it's, you got letter jackets from 74 and 78. They're about to fight each other. And, you know, you know, one still got their class ring on. I'm like, you're 50, dude. Anyways, I, didn't, I don't know how we got on this. I still <laughs> think we need to have a podcast all dedicated to how to fix the Husker Pro No, I listen, listen. Kentrell and BK both yeah, and yeah. They said they would come on for that one. I'm like, we will have oh my podcasts gosh. on that. There's going to be so have, much. Have people message in. I can only see that, Chad. Oh, There's going to be so dude, much. we should live stream yes. questions on the thing, Chad. Oh my, just watch them come in. Just yes. like, I can't read that fast. And it's, oh. it's just a comedy podcast unbeknownst to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> We're just laughing. Yeah, we're yeah. Just, glad they're giving us a voice, and it's like, uh, uh, actually, we're not. <laughs> no, we're you're, really not. You're the joke. You're, you're giving us material, is what you're doing. I got Brittany in the corner looking up. This dude's got a picture in his letter jacket from 20 years ago. This guy pulled that comment. It'd be fantastic. That's the tried and true. We had one state of coach put me in. It's always those guys. Okay. Okay, we Coaches didn't like me. Yeah, I'm sure that was it. Yeah, they didn't want to win. They they cared more about pissing you off. Yeah. So it was a political play. It was a yeah. It was all politics. It was so funny. They paid off the rest. Get no refs give that much of a shit. Trust good old, me. Good old days. Because yeah, so your father-in-law refed a lot of the games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. He, he loves stuff like that when people blame the refs. Like, he just laughs. He's Listen, like, I will say we one, do not care. <laughs> Listen, I've known Rich Rethwich for a long time. So is Chad. And no. No. Rich is going to tell you what was happening and what he thought about it and didn't really give a shit if you liked it or not. But he'd do it with a smile on his face almost to the point that it'd almost drive you more nuts. Mm. But he was good. Still does it. Yeah. Coaches would be yelling. He'll just walk away from him. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> He'll say something and just walk off. Yeah. So it's funny. Well, I mean... 
and ending honestly like for us personally just obviously being damn good friends with you and Callie and watching you guys do what you've done the last five months has been an honestly an honor and a privilege and we are beyond um just honored to have you guys represent the Rexy's brand and Elkhorn and, and it's it's phenomenal and it's always I'm like it's one of those almost jealousy things sometimes I'm like well, how come they're buying at Elkhorn? They have different stuff than you. Damn it, Coffee. Someone <laughs> bitch. Like, find out what that is. Can we get it? You know, it's just one. But it's, yeah. that's the beautiful thing. I think we all sharpen each other. Yeah. And that's the best thing. It really you know? is. And it's, it's not a... We push each other, but it's not like a competitive. It's, it's not. not it's not. It's not a theft competitive yeah, business. Theft like business. I can't hear me times I've called him. Hey, do you have this? Hey, yeah. this gal call and I told her that she's way closer to you. Yep, they didn't and know I've had it was people open. come in. If I don't have it, I'll be like, I mean, corporate's gonna have that. So yeah, I mean, it's and it's one of those things that doesn't bother me a bit. And I even called. It was actually last week. I was like, Hey, I had a web order from your town and take it off your royalties. Oh, sweet. She never would have known. But honest is honest. You know, mm-hmm. this just is what it is, and it's it's so much fun watching it all. And, I mean, I hate the fact that I'm the oldest person in the company, but, you know, is Josh come older than me in Norfolk? I'm, I think Josh might be older than me. Might be. He might be. You know what, Josh, if you watch this and you actually see this comment, I want you to message me. If you don't see this in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to know you don't really love me. <laughs> Anyways, um, thank you so much for coming on. Rex Nutrition West Dodge. Follow him on uh, Instagram, yep. Facebook, Facebook, and then, uh, and also the uh, Brixton Nash we can't oh, yeah. leave I, without I, discussing Brixton. I was now. actually just going to ask you, is he going to make an appearance at the new Rexius Nutrition in Elkhorn? Uh, I mean, it'd be a little awkward if you walk in and I'm wearing tights, but uh, <laughs> let's be honest. Hey. It's not the first time. I've got a really, I've got, I've got a really good commercial idea for you with Brixton yes. Nash and Cody Guffey. Yes. Yeah, so I, I knew inevitably that was going to be brought up. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard for Brixton Nash to make a, an appearance because... He's, he's the a, asshole, he's, isn't he's he? An, he's kind of an asshole. He's, well, he's got an arrogance problem. Let, 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 me, let, me, let me put something in perspective for everyone watching. Starts a new business, been in five months. He's hard, He's definitely dedicated to his his craft with with uh, pro wrestling. And that I, I had to go run a show in South Dakota on Saturday, and I was bitching and pissing and moaning. Well, finding out that Cody had driven down in a bus with like 15 dudes. SUV. To Texas. So five of us, yeah. Wrestled on Friday night, correct? Um, then we drove down. We left Thursday night at midnight, drove through the night. Um, this is old school, like independent wrestling life. Yeah. Drove through the night, switched off whenever people got tired. Texas for a seminar um, with a couple guys that used to be in the WWE and stuff like that. And then did that. One of our guys got booked, so he worked the show. We stayed there, drove out of Texas that night, through the night, stopped at the truck stop at some point, like 3 o'clock in the morning, so because nobody could go any longer. So we had slept for like three hours. Somebody else jumped in the driver's seat, drove all the way up to South Dakota. We had a show booked up there. Um, they're using us up there. Worked that one, then back to Omaha. All while owning your own business in the first all five months. All business. <laughs> nope. See, and, that, and that's the whole thing, and I've, I've had this post up, I've had these things up that – what people think is hard work, it's hard work for them. Mm-hmm. It's not the, I mean, you got to raise your standard. You got to see where your bar is. Mm-hmm. And you always say that no matter, somebody out there is outworking you. And that was the thing that was always driven in my head. It drove me nuts for mm-hmm. years because I get up at six and my old man would say, somebody else got up at 530. Son of a bitch. He's right. You know, and that was just me for years. Mm-hmm. Now I finally learned how to, you know. Tune some okay of it, it, be okay with some of it because I'm getting old. But I, like watching you do that, working, running your own business, scheduling all that stuff to go make two different trips, drive all that, come back, still be a husband, still be a, a dog father mm. to a very yeah, I'm that dog father. You James. are that dog father. So come back to that, come back to work again, and that that's my whole thing. I, it's like I watch some of these younger people who compete in bodybuilding take off a week mm. to get ready for the show and recover from the show and and I'm like god you can really tell when somebody's an employee has vacation days versus an owner that mm. wrong with that but it's an owner that's a day no matter what you don't there's no time time is a luxury you cannot afford that's like as an owner like yeah it's not a vacation day it's like when i go to do these like wrestling things and stuff like that you're still checking your business i'm still checking my business like i'm paying somebody to be there like i'm not I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, the day goes well. Clearly, that yeah. like I had it, it's costing me money to go do these kind of things. But so you find that balance, and that's why I'm still working on the balance. Like I think everybody inevitably will always work on finding the balance. Well, you gotta find the balance. I mean, like Meadows used to tell us, he'd take off half a Friday, fly in to weigh in, do a show, fly back, go back to work. 
And that's, I mean, he was competing at the, the highest mm-hmm. of levels. And, and it's just funny to me. And it's, I think the difference between the younger generation where we're at right now, it's, it's like, you know, what's hard to you, what you envision in your mind versus what's actually hard are two completely different mm-hmm. things. But also, and it's also an age thing because I have kids. I can't tell them what real hard work is. Yeah. They have to see it and experience for themselves. You got you got to feel it and understand stuff like that. And I think people, if you're working a job and you're working forty hours a week or less, you are not working that much. Um, I feel I genuinely feel guilty if I'm not putting in like fifty hours just in my shop alone. Yeah. Like I personal train, I wrestle, I do everything else. If I'm not putting in fifty hours in my shop, like I genuinely like. It'd be a turd. Oh yeah, that's the same thing. Like, I, I, I still have like literally twenty to thirty hours commitments and, elsewhere. And for your folks and listening, husband, like, and we forgot he also personal trains clients like three to four days a week. Mm-hmm. On top, Monday, Monday through Friday, Monday in the morning. I mean, on yep. top of these other things. Mm-hmm. So your definition of hard work is your definition. My standard, and I'm not tooting my own horn at all by any means. My standard day is like a slow day is ten hours. Oh yeah, I, I'm up in the morning. Like this one, you saw me in the gym this morning. In order for me to make this podcast, we have a wrestling show tonight and everything. In order to make it there for the seminar before that and help us set up and all that stuff, I had to go work out at five o'clock this morning. Yeah, my clients at six. Yeah, is what it is. So I had to I had to make that work, get that done, you know, do my thing, and go about it. I'm probably gonna live on caffeine today, but America. And I think that's the thing with the younger kids. You know, I've had this conversation is it used to be that you try to have your parents standard of living as soon as you're an adult, Mm. which is stupid because it took us 40 years to get to where we're at. Mm. Right now it's even worse. And this is where the whole passive income shit comes in. Now you're trying to have the standard of living of the uh, influencer that you follow even more so than your parents. So now you're more impatient, you're more jaded and you're more jealous than you ever were even 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. We all aspire to have the same materialistic lifestyle that we've left from our parents' house. And we realize, cause we make stupid fucking mistakes at 24, 25, 26 credit cards, all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. We've all done it. God knows I did. Like, and then some. If you, gotta, if you didn't, honestly, a, good on you. 25, buy yeah. a brand new car. That's a stupid fucking idea. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean it's worth less than I paid for it last week? I just, I haven't made a payment yet. Oh, fuck me. All of a sudden, a year later, I put 80,000 miles on a year. I was 14,000 underneath the vehicle in the first year I owned it. I'm 27 years, 26, 27 years old. But that's the whole thing. And I think now it's prognosticated so much because of social media. Like, well, I'm going to be a millionaire by 30. If I hear that fucking statement one more time, I'm going to choke somebody. What I can, and it just my. Swear to God. And actually, it's really funny because my wife and I had date night the other night. Um, we had a conversation and she's really good at real estate. Like, she's awesome at it. It's the perfect mm-hmm. business for that woman's personality um, and network for that matter. Um and there was times that like it was paycheck to paycheck. It was stuff like that. Like when she was going through real estate school and stuff like that, all these things. And, you know, where you're, you're just grinding, you're grinding, you're grinding and stuff like that. And then like right now, are we rich by any means? No. Are we comfortable? Yeah. Um, but it's, you just turn this corner. It, it, it's weird to explain. Like you just keep plugging along and plugging along. And then finally you just abruptly turn this corner and you're like oh well this all my hard work got here and i think everybody just wants that fast buck right now they don't understand the work to build that base because now inevitably if anything happens like any way you cut it she's in real estate bubble's gonna burst yeah it's inevitable absolutely like it's known like real real estate agents know this like it's going to happen at some point we have to prepare for that yeah and that's exactly what it is but because we've worked so hard to get to where we are we understand when that does happen how we'll adjust, how we'll shift, how we'll move because we've, we've understood hard work. Well, yeah, yeah, Whereas yeah. all these other people that I feel anyways want this fast dollar in the moment it doesn't work in the moment they're told no, they're like, well, new business venture. I mean, and, like, and, it's funny to, and it's funny to me because the guys and gals that we do well with in business that we bring in as partners, we, or we elevate in the corporate, the same kind of mentality. They didn't buy shit they couldn't afford. You know, I've said this before, and this has been said by a lot of people, and like I coined it, but people buy a lot of things they don't need to impress people that they don't really even like, just hoping those people like them, right? And so if, if the kid, and I mean kids, are driving a car that's obvious that they're not in the income bracket that has that car, I'm not doing business with you because you're going to be broke all the time. 
And the guys, it's funny, we're all of a sudden, as we elevate our incomes, we elevate and we work, we're into our 30s, we're into you know, our 40s, and they finally get to buy that, that new truck, right? They finally get to buy that new vehicle that they probably had their eye on and maybe buying for 10, 15 years and just never had the financial wherewithal to get it. Those are the people. Because now it means something to them, mm-hmm. you know? And now you turn into like my dad who parks at the back of the parking lot. <laughs> for a Ford F-150, that's nice, but it's not, you know, it's not showroom. But he, but for him, he's like nobody's gonna debt my fucking truck, mm-hmm. you know. But it's but it is, and that's mm-hmm. and that's the thing. It's a pride because you you, you, you put earned in so much it. Time you earned it, and you didn't spend it trying to make people think you were something you weren't. And I'm finding a lot of the younger people are doing more so than when we were kids. Way 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 more so. And I and I it's social media. I think it exacerbates it quite a bit. But it's that's also like you're willing to earn media. it. And that's the thing for us. Like material is material. It is what it is. Um, you know, and and I told her, I'm like, you know, if shit hits the fan, then proverbial, you know, as it happens, if economy takes it down, like, I'm not worried. Yeah. I know how to work hard. Mm-hmm. I've spent my my entire adult career building relationships. I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and God knows, maybe. It's because you, you work to get there, so you built that base. Yeah. I'm not scared to work. Mm-hmm. You know, I still work too much. Do I work too much? Yes. I and- absolutely do. Between. My businesses and my wife's Pinterest wish list. It's you can ask Cody. Mm. My house. It's, it's not the same house. It's not. It's nuts. We're not even the same house. I it's can't nuts. wait. And on the eighth day, Dad got to rest. So last night there was light. There, I finally got lights on. <laughs> Holler. You didn't like <laughs> so, to yourself, so that's cool. Well, anyways, thank you so much for coming on, man. I hope that your story is inspirational. I know I'm talking to a lot of people right now who've looked at opening a franchise business. Some of them are. Some of them other brands that. You know, that it takes hard work and it takes dedication and it takes caring more about your customer than yourself at times because that's the long game. Mm-hmm. And I think you embody that better than anyone I know. So the, big, the best advice I think I can honestly give anybody, and it's just where I'm at in general with everything is because I had a hard when I first bought the store, like it, it felt weird to me. Like it's the imposter syndrome and I do struggle with it. Yeah. It felt weird. Like, did I just get lucky? No, it's the tried and true. Like the hard work sets you up to take advantage mm-hmm. of situations. You and took that's the exactly opportunity, was. it was in front of you. I was willing to jump, I was willing to make the play and stuff like that. And I think I wish a lot more people would be this way. I'm not saying that's not the case for you know some people. It's You've gotta like just bite the bullet and go for it. Like understand, like bet on yourself. Like you've always said that. You know? um, be it this or anything like that. Like my professional wrestling, stuff like that. I've been a wrestling fan my entire life. And then finally I was like, you know what? I don't wanna wonder what if. No. So I did it. It's going pretty decent, stuff like that. So it's it's one of those things like you've got to be willing to like if you have a dream. It's and this is gonna sound so corny and cliche, but like if you have a dream, like do not be scared, just do it. Because the only guarantee in life no, is that only you don't try. Is the, well, the only guarantee in life is that I'm guaranteed you won't get anything if you don't try. That's it. That's the only guarantee that there fucking is. And I've had the same thing. It doesn't mean just with entrepreneurship business on your own. It, whatever it is, a job promotion. I mean, for you guys out there who are maybe just side us on whatever, if you don't go for it and make your intentions known and earn it, no, nothing's going to fall into your lap. I've had this happen the last couple of weeks from people who probably don't watch this podcast. And that's totally fine. That expected they were just next in line for what you earn the shit. Trust mm-hmm. me. If you work hard for me and you earn it, I will seek you out. I will put you in a position to be paid, paid well, partner in whatever it be. Let your actions speak for themselves. That That's it. And I had some people that were like, well, this person's kind of hurt because they didn't get it. I go, I had no fucking idea that they even wanted it. How, gotta, how, how would I know? ESP? You have like, to have the know, mentality that, that you won't be denied. Yeah. That if for whatever reason you're passed up, then that's on whoever passed you up. Because might, you it, unturned every stone, every it, possibility. That it's just you can't be and it, should, and it should tell you that if you weren't even a thought in my mind not only did you not make your intentions clear to me you have not done the things to get my attention which means you have not done the work the reason you haven't had a conversation is because you don't have the results or the resume to back it up mm-hmm. here's what I've done here are the things I'm trying to do here are the things I want to do and we had you, we had you, those conversations a handful of times when I was at corporate more than a handful of times <laughs> you were not but that's what I respected about it and I'm never going to blow smoke up somebody's ass. I'll be 100% up front and I'll do, always do it out of niceness. Like I, I get that I'm intimidating to some people and you brought that up before. But I'm, once you get to know me, I'm not. Like I'll be just real. I'm genuine. I want to see everyone have success, but you got to be willing to work. And the Ten thing days is, or not though, are you willing to, you know, 
put yourself out there. Yeah. Like have a conversation. Is it going to be an awkward conversation? Yeah, maybe. It, but it can be awkward. What, what matters more to you? If you've actually done the work mm-hmm. and you and you can prove it, it's not an awkward conversation. Technically, you're in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. But if I say, hey, okay, what have you done? And you can't list that for me. If all you have is I've been here for X amount of time, you've that's got, all you have. You've got nothing. You have nothing. You have nothing. You have nothing. You have time, nothing. time doesn't matter anymore. It really doesn't. There's, I, no, there's no seniority anymore. I had this conversation with my brother and he had done the work. Mm-hmm. You know, he worked his ass off. And this is, you know, like a year ago. He was talking about, you know, moving up or changing this. I go, ask. I said, no great boss or owner worth his salt will ever want to reject an employee who wants more responsibility, wants a better opportunity to further their wife for themselves and their career and their family. I said, if they are, they're an asshole, get a new job. It goes back to, you know, coach didn't like me. It goes back to the same as I, coach is going to willingly bench the better player. Like it's not going to happen. No, you just weren't the better player. No, Nebraska just sucks. Anyways, (laughs) sorry. There there is that. (laughs) I just did it for Chad, get his attention. Well, thank you so much, brother. We appreciate you. We love you guys. And we can't wait to see what the next year brings. (laughs) 